0: My goal is to empower you with information, inspire you to make changes that fit you, and feel 100% supported along the way. So settle in and make yourself comfortable, and get excited to learn and take action for a better, healthier, more energized life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Motivation Made Easy podcast. I am Sean Hondorp, and I'm super excited to be talking to you today about how giving up dieting saves you money. So uh, one of the things I hear very often from people is how expensive it is to make healthy lifestyle changes, and I will say first off that this 100% can be true, Um one major one of the things I'm all about here is like calling out systems, not people, but if we talk about the systems in, of inequality in many places but certainly in our in our country in the US um, that that is so so true and um, it's if, if we look at like where diet culture distracts us from what's actually matters um, a lot of times it is, just just do better, eat less calories, lose weight, and and just be healthier. And it distracts us from problematic systems that is like, no, like there is health inequities. there is lack of access to healthy foods. There's lack of access to resources and money that allow people to have the privilege of affording healthy foods. And this episode, I wanted to acknowledge that first off. It doesn't necessarily delve into solving those social problems. Um, One of the goals on my podcast is help you to get out of the ineffective diet cycle so that you can go make a difference in the world in another way. Maybe so that's a problem that you work on. But I wanted to acknowledge that first. But really what we're going to be talking about today is delving into some of the specifics of the ways that giving up dieting can actually save you money um, and maybe lots of it. So if you're like me, I like saving money. Who doesn't? So I hope you're intrigued. Um, And yeah, if you're a longtime listener, you know I'm kind of like minimalistic at heart, meaning um, that's just sort of the way I was raised. It doesn't mean that I don't like or have stuff. I do. Um, My Our house is a mess perpetually all the time, Um, but I am always looking to like simplify my life, declutter, build more connections and experiences, and that's what minimalism means to me, is focusing on value of things. Um, Some things have immense value, value of experiences, but less on accumulation of things to cover up pain or to cover up what we're avoiding. Um, and so like this episode, I think is going to be a combination of story from myself, but also, um, a little bit of like details and numbers and just really working smarter, not harder on your health, um, is really what I want you to get excited about and, um, and give you some, some guidance in. So let's get started. Do you ever worry that you're wasting your life? I definitely did. In fact, I wrote that in my journal many years ago when I was in the middle of the diet binge roller coaster ride. I woke up every day thinking about food, my body, and what I would eat that day to quote unquote be healthy. The notebooks I had filled with calories and points could fill up a spare bedroom. Social events and vacations immediately prompted the thought, they will notice I've gained weight or I need to lose weight by then. Deep down, I knew I wasn't living life the way I wanted to but I didn't know how to pull myself out of it. If this is you, I want you to imagine what it would feel like to feel empowered in your body and proud of your choices on a consistent basis. I promise you this is possible and it isn't too late. You see, dieting steals our motivation. It makes us ineffective and lose faith in ourselves. It keeps us spinning our wheels in a system that was never built to work if you're ready to take that first step to motivating yourself with what matters to you download my cultivate powerful motivation guide which is quite beautifully designed if i say so myself and walk through the simple three steps to cultivate motivation that works for you in 15 minutes or less you'll get a simple formula to write one sentence at the end that you can use to motivate yourself on a daily basis you can write this sentence on your bathroom mirror put it on the background of your phone Or just read it and repeat it in your mind, consistently. Look, I know how much it hurts to live a life worrying that you're missing out, not stepping into the person that you were truly meant to be. You can listen to the podcast all day, but taking that first step, putting pen to paper or typing on your phone, is required for true, lasting change. It's time to start living, my friend. So it's 100% free. What are you waiting for? Grab your free guide today at drhondorp.com forward slash motivate. That's d-r-h-o-n-d-o-r-p.com forward slash motivate. And before we dive into today's episode, just a reminder that this podcast and corresponding blog are for informational and educational purposes only and should not ever be construed as any form of professional advice. If you are struggling in any of these areas or trying to figure out how this applies to your specific situation, always consult a professional for guidance. All right, let's dive in. All right, so to get started, um, first of all, money is kind of a, a tricky topic. It's actually not one I talk about a lot on this podcast, but as I've delved into being a business owner in the past year, um, I have to think a lot about money, right? And it's very interesting. And a lot of us have money hangups. Um, and a lot of us maybe don't feel, maybe we feel confident in how we spend money, but maybe there, most of us have, I think, um, areas where we spend money in ways that hold us back. I, I truly believe that. Um, even I don't consider myself having like a whole lot of money hangups. I think although I, I do have some, um, that I, I think I was taught a good amount of positive messages about money, but, um, within the positive messages, there was also some really unhelpful messages, um, particularly related to scarcity mindset. And I'm actually someone who hates the term scarcity mindset. I think it sounds pop psychology and like kind of annoying. Um, but I think it's, scarcity mindset being sort of this like never having enough mentality and needing to like get more and more to feel safe um and we could apply that to money of course but we could apply that to many many areas this not enoughness is pervasive in our society and it's also what helps industries to sell stuff um and so I think it's just good to acknowledge that like that scarcity mindset is in operation for most of us in some ways um but what I really want to talk to you about today is this idea of working smarter and working smarter and not harder on on your health and, and how you spend money and how you are intentional with how you, you know, focus your time, energy, and resources. And this is going to take time to learn, but when you feel more competent and trust yourself first of all um which an effective diet binge cycle makes us not feel that way but as you work towards self-trust you will it'll be continuous improvement it'll be gradually learning to trust yourself to make money decisions gradually over time that serve you and um like anything it's a process and uh It will not happen overnight. It's not like you'll listen to this podcast and then all of a sudden, like, make some amazing money decisions. You might make one or two that you feel really good about, and that's great. But, like, it's not, um, there's no quick fixes, really, with anything. And I think you deep down know that. And uh, I think the more you live life, the more you realize that's true. Um, But that doesn't mean that there aren't fixes. That doesn't mean that there aren't ways to solve our problems, because there are whether it's solving the binge diet cycle or whether it's solving, um, you know, gradually can, it, saving money and, and gradually having more financial security. Um, it takes time and it takes consistent effort, um, but it, it does work gradually over time when you have the right systems in place and when you have the right um, thinking patterns in place. So, um, so you know, I'll, as I've shared before on this podcast, like when I was in the binge diet cycle, I was incredibly desperate for a solution to feel better, as most of us are when we're in that cycle, the amount of money I've paid to the diet industry for zero results, except um, you know, continued or more lack of trust in myself and guilt about failing another program, is a lot of money. Um, and I actually was reflecting on this um, I have spent a lot of money, but actually more in terms of time, energy, and resources, because so much of what I did was, like, self-help. Um, but I did Jenny Craig for a summer. That's not cheap. Um, so I spent a lot of money there. And I guess a few of those meals were okay, but they're, like, tiny and uh not good. They're not great. I, I do not recommend it. Um no offense, Jenny Craig. Maybe you're better. But like I I obviously don't recommend any diet program. Um but spent a lot of money on that. I did Weight Watchers primarily online version, um, so it was cheaper because of that. I don't know how much it was. I don't know how much it is now. It doesn't really matter. I did it three or four times, which is not a lot compared to what other people have done. Um, but it, partly because it costs money and I was a student, I actually reflected, I was a student the whole time I was in the the binge diet cycle. Um, I was a student for a very long time. Um, so uh, yeah, 16 to whenever I got out of it, the whole time I was a student. I think at the very end, I was a, a postdoc. So technically, Still in training, um, but, yeah, just at the end of training. So I guess I was making a tiny tiny bit of money then. Um, uh, Other things I spent money on. Lots of different books. Books aren't that expensive, but they add up. I can't tell you how many books I have that were various forms of diet books. I convinced my parents in high school to buy us a treadmill, which I barely used. So, don't know how much that was, but that adds up. Um, And I think a few family members used it, but not much. I used it a tiny bit, not much. I like running now. I like running outside. I do not like running on the treadmill. So, we do not have a treadmill at our home because I will not use it. Actually, my husband just talked about if we should get that in the winter. I'm like, I don't think so. (laughs) I don't want to run on a treadmill. (laughs) At least not right now. Um... So, like I said, though, I did mostly self-help approaches and therefore most of my, I would say, wasted money was wasted money in the form of time, energy, and focus that I could have been spending on other things that would be more useful that may or may not get me money, right? But like, if I wasn't so caught up in this cycle, um, I would have had more time and money to focus on things that truly matter, and actually improved my health and well-being, and there's, like, that could be anything, right? But I spent an immense amount of time recording my calories, using the old point system and recording it, um, looking up new recipes and things I thought were healthy, and just a lot of wasted time, a lot of wasted energy beating myself up when I perceived myself as being bad, like, a lot of exhaustion, just... If you're in it, if you're listening and you're in it, you know um, it takes over your life and uh, never want to minimize that. So as a new business owner, a mom of two, a wife, I am learning more than ever to value my time. And like I said, it kind of makes me cringe to think about all the wasted time, energy and focus I've spent recording calories and like making recipes that I thought were healthy. Like, I made a lot of, like, chicken breast and, like, steamed broccoli and, like, frozen fish with, like, different seasonings. And, and it's not that these aren't good foods. Like, if you like those foods, like, go for it. But for me, I didn't like those foods. I just was eating them because I thought that that was, like, what would help me feel good. I actually really, ironically, I had a diet mentality, but I really want, was trying to make myself feel good. And I, and that's why eventually finding plant-based eating was so helpful because I'm like, oh, this just, I like this more and it like makes me feel better. So if chicken breast is what you like or frozen fish, tilapia is what you like, eat it. But a lot of times we don't, we eat these things because we've been told by diet culture that it's like healthy, but then it just ends up, it's not, I don't find those foods satisfying physically or emotionally, and so it's just an endless cycle. That's where the self-trust piece comes in, but, you know, there's so many things I could have been doing, like actually learning about, I don't know, plant-based nutrition sooner in my life. I would have loved to know about that more and the science behind it. Um, Learning to become a better cook of foods I really like so that when I became a mom, I would have been more skilled than I was, which... Not just eating cereal and popcorn and stuff. Um, Connecting with my friends. uh, Learning about intuitive eating. That book's been around for years, but I didn't read it for many years because I was distracted. Doing other hobbies. When I finally stopped dieting, I took up a bunch of hobbies. This was before I had kids. um, And I was like doing all these things that I just, I had all this like new time. And it was incredible to me. So... Even though, so this podcast is about how giving up dieting can save you money in the long term, but spending less on your health is not always the answer or spending less on your eating is not always the answer. In fact, many times it's not, it just depends, right? And I realize, again, going back to the privilege piece, like I have a lot of privilege in terms of lots of things um, and, and certainly like income and Privilege and I have lots of forms of privilege, but income is, is one of them now. Um, and again, coming growing up with a stable income and have, getting some good messages is a privilege that I have had. So I am not saying this is an easy fix, but not spending money on your health may not be the answer either. So um, it's about spending smarter on things that will actually help you, free up time, energy for things that matter to you and that it will move you forward in your life, whatever that looks like. Because, as you know, diet culture and weight loss industry makes money on repeat customers. They make money on us feeling bad about ourselves, so we'll buy their solution. And so, when we feel badly about ourselves, we try to buy their products, to try to lose weight quickly. Feel We want to feel confident. It's not about the weight loss per se. We want to feel good, confident. Maybe we want to feel confident get a partner, whatever they're selling us, right? They often sell us connection and they tell us weight loss is the way to get there. And we can get angry about it and that's valid and I certainly do from time to time. Ultimately, it's a business and it's important to see it for what it is. We can let our anger be there, kind of process the grief and lost time and opportunity. But then the question still remains, like where do I want to spend my money instead and doing that intentionally? So it's often helpful to examine things that we spend money on otherwise that we might be doing to try to feel happier like overspending on clothes and things and toys and like toys meaning adult like um i don't know boats and like <laughs> just things that we think will make us happy which hey maybe it will um and I'm all for treating yourself and spending money on things you enjoy Um, and minimalism as a value is not not getting things that you like, right? It's not not buying things. It's just really looking at if there's opportunities to spend money in places that might be more effective, like getting us out of the ineffective diet cycle, so that down the road, we are freed up more time, money, and energy resources to focus on things that'll actually move us forward in our life. Because this cycle is very draining. And so, in case you want to learn more about minimalism, as a side note, I highly recommend the Netflix documentaries Minimalism and Less Is Now. They are both really just good. Um, they help illustrate this immense need for stuff that is very common in the U.S. Um, and other places, too. It's often trying to fill this emotional need that it cannot feel fill. I think that's why decluttering has become such a like thing that people like doing and it can feel really good. And, um, and I I think it does help us to feel good mentally as like decluttering, um, lots of different areas of our life, um, because it can help to create some blank space in our environment, but also, To kind of just like get quiet and sit with ourselves and and learn to trust ourselves so it really goes along with everything we talk about in this podcast so let's talk about um and spend money based on principles of efficiency so working harder uh (laughs) working smarter not harder and thinking about how this applies to our health so It's kind of interesting. I looked at a statistic. In 2020, U.S. consumers spent an average of 8.6% of their disposable personal income on food. This is divided between food at home, 5%, and food away from home, 3.6%. So That's from the USDA website. In 1960, total percent of income spent on food was 17%, so down from 17 down to Eight point six, And it just keeps going down, interestingly. And interestingly, this is not necessarily, this a lot of times is the case of households that have more income are spending more money on um and less percent of money on food and so it's not just that people of lower incomes are spending less because food is expensive and they have to like sort of and although that is part of it so going back to the health equity part i don't have enough knowledge to speak to that and like how we really Except to just call out that that system is a problem um but interestingly probably because we are so busy. Um, we spend a lot of time, uh, we don't spend a lot of money on food prepared at home, which, um, again, makes sense. There's no judgment to this, but we have to look at it and look at, um, how this is impacting our health. Right. And so, um, I really just looking at like, how are we spending money? How are we spending money on other things? Perhaps, um, and, and one of the first ways to do this is just to track how you're spending money. Um, I can link in the show notes that we use, uh, mint.com and it helps it connects with like your bank accounts and your credit cards and stuff. And it helps to just break down how you're spending money on different categories. There's many other, that's a tool that's free. Um, and I've been using it for years and it just helps to show where you're spending money. So if you're like, the first step is to look at how I'm currently spending my money and actually look at the data and look at the numbers. Um, I am certainly not giving any financial advice, um, but just with any behavior we we need to look at it to, to know where it's at. But that being said, um, you might kind of know intuitively, yeah, like I'm definitely spending more money than I want to on, I don't know, let's say eating out is a, probably a common one that many of us spend. We know it's expensive and yet we keep doing it because we're busy and, and it's easy. Or, well, it's not that easy, but you know what I mean. And um, And so, I want to go over some examples of new ways to spend money or time that actually will improve your health and well-being. So, And therefore, save you money over the long term and over time. So I'm not talking about spending this money if you don't have it, but I'm talking about reallocating and knowing like you, we spend money in places where we need to invest um, resources, where we need support. And so the first one's actually less, um, this isn't necessarily about spending money, but it could be. So I want you to think about looking for ways to reduce decision fatigue. Um, so, and basically we want to make the habit you want to do easier on you to do and easier on your brain. So one thing that we often don't consider is that meal planning preparation tends to be very taxing. Um, for many of us, myself included, this, we, we sort of are like, why is it so hard to figure out what we want to make for dinner? We feel like it shouldn't be taxing. And yet for most of us, it is because if you think about all the decisions we, we make about making a prepared meal, planning the meal, finding it, the recipe, writing a list, getting the ingredients, preparing the meal, cleaning it up after, and doing this like multiple times a day for the week, like, I am exhausted just writing this list out, right? Or like thinking about it. And the reality is, we live in this. I I say like this podcast. We're fighting diet culture, and we're also fighting hustle culture. This idea of like just work more, do more, do more. More men and women are working outside the home, having less time for these activities. So if you took it, look at and how much time it takes. Um, no wonder you're tired because not because you're lazy. It's because there's a lot of time that when, you know, previously many years ago when women weren't working outside the home as much, um, I think it's a wonderful thing that women are working outside the home, obviously, but when they weren't, they had more time and resources to do all of these steps. It's actually kind of like when I started this podcast, um, I was like, why am I so tired? And then what happened is I joined my business training and I, I mapped out the process of all the steps it takes to do one podcast episode and do one a week. And I was like, oh, because I'm spending 10 to 12 hours on it. So, okay. So what are some ways that you can actually improve this? First is acknowledging and knowing that it's not like a character flaw that you're tired. because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort. But then we have to look at the steps that you're doing to get the home-cooked meal on the table. And you can think about some different options here. First is like batching (laughs) what you're doing. And so this is um, actually very similar to how I do my podcast now. I, I write out a plan for it in advance and I Do all the steps, I do all the blog posts first and then I do all the recording and another batch. So that's kinda your meal prep, right? Like make a plan for the week or some people even plan for for more. Um, there's no like right way to do this, but just thinking about what's worked for you in the past, writing it out, it kind of is exhausting to do a plan, I think. But if you do it, it tends to make things be easier throughout the week, right? And so it's like setting yourself up for success, making less decisions throughout the week because you've made them in the forefront. But related to this is I want you to think about where you can outsource some of these decisions, okay? So when I say outsource, I mean, what can you use? This might be a paid tool or a paid service or free tools that, and I'd love to hear ones that work for you um, like a meal planner. So there's a lot of available resources. That's why I want to hear from you because I could, I can share them what, with what other people are finding helpful. We use the Forks Over Knives Meal Planner. I've talked about that before. It helps to reduce decision fatigue of what's for dinner because each week they come up with a new meal plan, um, for the week and they'll be like, okay, you're going to do these five meals twice, and they're new. We haven't, well, sometimes they incorporate old ones, but usually they're new. So all I do is I pull up the meal plan. I look at what looks good. And if it doesn't look good to me that week, I'll take it off and I'll put in some favorites that we have a list of favorites from meals that we liked in the past. And then it creates a grocery list. And then all I have to do is go through and say, okay, we already have these spices. And I just check that off real quick. And then my husband gets the ingredients and then all I have to do each night, well, I don't do it every night, but when I do cook, I um, I just pull up the recipe and I just cook. Everything's already there. So it's still a lot of time, but its you can see how I've outsourced some of the things. Um, and so other options are to, like, actually use um, meal service, right, where like, things come, ingredients come, and meals come to you, or um that they already come prepared. There's lots of different ways that you can outsource different aspects of this and you have to figure out what's best for you and your family and your life and the resources and support you have available because obviously asking for help requires someone in the home to help. Um, but also like buying pre-prepared or frozen meals um, is another way to do this, right? So I do not cook at home every day and I have no guilt about that, And um, but it's just finding the, the rhythm that works for you, and it's going to be a continuous improvement process. It's going to take time, and you're never there, but like you're always kind of working on it in a non-shaming way, but it's the logistics of this. There's a lot of moving parts, and so I don't want you to beat yourself up if it's something that you have struggled with because I don't know anyone who hasn't struggled with this. It's hard, diet mentality or not. There's just a lot of logistics to consider, so... Small, consistent changes over time. You don't have to do all of this at once. Okay, number two of ways that you can, um, this one is about spending money that will actually improve your health and well-being, So, although there's some free options here too. Invest in support, so good therapy, a good support group, a good coaching program like ours. Um, Make sure you get on our wait list to find out when we're opening the doors to the Body Respect Program again because it's easy to have the intention to do this and it's challenging to consistently make the time to do it. And so good therapy can be a place where you consistently share your goals and then someone's following up with you to say, hey, how's it going? Um, And that's why I created our online program is because the implementation of this is um, challenging to consistently do because human nature is we fall back into old habits. Again, this isn't because we are lazy. This is because it's human nature to continue to do what we've been doing. Um, it's more uncomfortable to change often. And um, some of these topics are very wrought with emotion. So, of course, it's going to be tempting to not really look at them. But, um, but essential that we do so. And so, I said there's a free option here too. Um, and that's, you know, things like this podcast. There's like a lot of free resources um, that help you along this way, like other podcasts or other, like, there's just, you know, blogs or other free guides or things like that. So, like, it's harder to cobble together the free stuff, but there's a lot of good free stuff there too, especially now, today, there's so many different ways that you can reinforce the messages that you need to reinforce that can help you to feel supported. So, I often, whenever I'm doing something that's really challenging, um, I actually, like, nursing my kids comes to a mind here where it's something I really wanted to do but I was struggling to do it my f- support was like I listened to this podcast that talked about like the benefits of like nursing and like so it helped me to remind myself why I was doing it and like keep going so my point is it's better if you can have actual support where you can talk back to the person but if that's not in the cards right now you can also like listen to podcasts that feel supportive to you or something like that. Okay. Number three. So implement more plant-based nutrition. So plant-based eating can be incredibly affordable. Um, if this feels restrictive to you, we've talked about this before. If, um, if it feels restrictive, then maybe don't do it. But one option is to learn, just like start small, learn one plant-based snack or recipe, a week or a month or whatever feels doable. So like I said, I use the Forks Over Knives Meal Planner. They have a free week or two to start it. Um, but Dr. Yami, one of my previous guests, has excellent free tips for plant-based eating and she does it from a non-diet framework. So she talks about like the immense health benefits of beans. We've talked about that multiple times on this podcast and like beans are very affordable. Um, so like how can you implement more of that? When we switch to plant-based eating, This is one way that giving up dieting has 100% saved me money and because when I gave up dieting a while after I learned about plant-based eating and it was definitely the best style of eating for me and my family and um, meat is expensive and uh, we eat meat but we don't buy it very much. Um, We just eat it when we're out if we feel like it or whatever but um, just moving towards a more plant-predominant diet can actually have immense... Um, money savings, which is of added benefit in my opinion, because I just like eating that way. Um, So that is another tip is like starting to look for, like I said, highly recommend Dr. Yami. She's got really great. She has like a podcast I just listened to, which was like emergency weeknight meals. Um, And they're all like very not expensive. (laughs) Um, and often they can be cheaper than eating out, but she has some like quick and easy options, but we have to do the work ahead of time to like learn how to, I'm actually still learning to be a good plant-based cook, um, and make the foods that I'm tasting, making taste better. And I've already made progress in that area too. So if you ever want tips, you know where to find me. I will, I will share more tips in the future if that's what you're interested in learning about. Okay. Final tip um, in places where you can invest time and money that'll actually improve your health is finding an exercise or movement program that's fun and excites you. So uh, join.co, J-O-Y-N.co is actually free. Um, it's like weight-inclusive exercise. But if you're like me and you need additional account- accountability to show up, like you can't just do a video um, at home which I used to be able to do sometimes, but I always needed some accountability. You could try to find a class in person or online where you pay in advance so you have more incentive to show up like they know. That's what I've started to do it doing. I have one um, that I do online and and one that I do in person and I pay in advance. So I have more incentive to show up um, and they know I'm coming and I struggle with doing strength training consistently. So that really helps me. So that's another example of like, when you get out of the diet, like, oh, I need to be losing weight to show it's working. Like, no, you're va- there's value in any movement that you do, especially, well, particularly if you enjoy it and, and hopefully it doesn't feel restrictive. Um, and so investing there might be way more effective than investing in another diet program, right? So we just have to be really intentional with how we spend. There is no right way and right amount to spend. Your financial situation obviously is like very unique to you and um, that's why you didn't hear any like hard and fast advice because there's not one way. It's just learning to look at where you're at, look at where we can optimize, tweak, refine the way we're doing things and investing money and time in ourselves in a way that's really effective towards moving you towards your goals and doesn't keep you stuck in this ineffective loop that so many of us have found ourselves in for so long. So I hope this is helpful. I would love to hear any feedback you have on this episode because um, it's slightly a different topic, but like, did you like it? Did you find it helpful? What are your questions? Um, Yeah. I would love to hear from you. If you're enjoying the podcast, if you can give us a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. Just open the podcast app, scroll down um, on the main page, and give us a review. I read all of them, and I so, so appreciate them, and I appreciate you. All right. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a great day. If you're anything like me, you may at times really feel like there's so much pain in the world that it's pretty overwhelming. And even though I do my best to avoid the news, it's hard to avoid feeling helpless at times, that you can't do anything to make positive change. Well, I'm here to tell you that there's one positive change that I've made in terms of where I buy my books, and I'd invite you to do the same. Bookshop is a website that supports local bookstores near you, as well as affiliates that work with them. So if you buy through the Bookshop link, You're going to be supporting local bookstores near you in the U S and Canada, and you're going to be supporting my blog and podcast. It's kind of like a tip jar. Did you know that if nothing slows their momentum, Amazon will have about 80% of the book market by the end of 2025. Look, I have Amazon Prime. I love the convenience, but this is a super cool way that you can do something positive with where you buy your books and support some really positive causes make sure you check it out you can find all of my favorite books about health and wellness but also about topics like courage vulnerability and even some of my favorite fiction and kids books for the times when you just need some fun downtime or some meaningful stories my recent favorite is related to improving the quality of our lives and the way we use technology, and really doing so from a value-based place. No pressure. It's not going to tell you that technology is bad. It's just going to help you to evaluate for you where the pros outweigh the cons and where they don't. So if you believe in supporting local, controlling the things that you can, please consider buying your books through Bookshop and through the Psychology of Wellness link. You can find that in the show notes, or you can go to drshawnhondorp.com that's d-r-s-h-a-w-n-h-o-n-d-o-r-p.com forward slash bookshop thank you for tuning in today your time is valuable and it means so much to me that you're here despite the title of this podcast many of our topics are not always easy change is hard and let's face it life and truly looking inward at ourselves can be uncomfortable that's why I'm grateful grateful for you and your willingness to listen learn and keep an open mind I invite you to learn more by going to drshawnhondorp.com or finding me on instagram at psychology.of.wellness if you're enjoying this podcast it would be amazing if you could give it a review so more people can find it Thanks, and I truly hope you have an energetic and inspired day.